Welcome to the Third One Sucks, where we rank every movie in a franchise from first to worst. I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Mark Bell. And the president actively sanctioned the deaths of hundreds of millions of people and lied to the public. What are we going to talk about today, Mark? Well, as a, as a more sober <laughs> quote than usual. <laughs> Today we're talking about Kingsman, The Golden Circle, an action spy film directed by Matthew Vaughn and adapted by Vaughn and writing partner Jane Goldman from the comic series written by Mark Millar and Dave Gibbons. Kingsman, The Golden Circle premiered on September 18th, 2017 in London and stars Colin Firth, Taron Edgerton, Mark Strong, Julianne Moore, and Halle Berry, among others. Man, there are like... Jeff Bridges is in this movie. Pedro Pascal yeah. is in it. This is a crazy movie for cast. That's a very stacked cast for sure. <laughs> what is our fan review this week? Our fan review this week comes from Google Fan Reviews from Sophie Semple two years ago, who said, One star. The amount of F words is disturbingly uncreative and annoyingly distracting. Not a patch on James Bond, where they don't need to use foul language in every other sentence. <laughs> I put this in entirely because I liked the phrase "not a patch on." Not James a patch. Bond. What is that? <laughs> that is a question. Britishism. It must be, bruv. <laughs> Man, all right, we got a we got a whole Kingsman movie to talk about here. We have a whole Kingsman. When's the first time you saw this movie, Mark? This I saw this movie back to back with the first Kingsman movie. A couple of years ago. Uh, so whatever I said last podcast is true for this podcast. My buddy Brian was just like, you got to watch these. And, and then we, we and then we watched them. <laughs> yep. I also, whatever I said last time, that same thing. Um, I watched <laughs> this one back to back with the first one. I, after Again, I messaged you and was like, uh, that was sick as shit. And then I immediately was like, oh, well, I'm going to watch the sequel now. So... <laughs> Let's get into this one. We are roughly a year later from the end of the last movie. They take a little bit to like tell you it's been a year. <laughs> yes, yes. Big beats to remember is that uh, Harry Hart, a.k.a. Galahad, uh, died in the last movie, and so Eggsy's now Galahad. Because technically, at the end of the last movie, he still, I think, wasn't a member of Kingsman. Or I guess he was at the very end, because he had like the suit and umbrella or whatever. Sure, that's what makes it official when they give you your umbrella. <laughs> they give you the umbrella. When you can do a good Mary Poppins impersonation, that's when you get to join the Kingsman. Oh, uh, my kingdom for a Kingsman, for a backstory where Mary Poppins is a Kingsman. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> so, Eggsy is now Galahad and still dating inexplicably the Princess of Sweden, who I did not expect to be a recurring character in these films. She's back. Look, Mark, there are a few ways to a man's heart. One of them is apparently the back door. Yeah, as uh, so. <laughs> Sir Elton John will inform us later in this film. Goodness. I, ooh, I was, <laughs> look, you want to well, not bring it back up, but she once again makes a little wink and a nod to it in this movie, and I'm like, we didn't need that. We don't need yep. to... You yep. don't need to be reminded that you all are together because you like it up the butt. That's we. I'm not shaming anyone. It's just a real weird plot device that got them together. So the movie kind of like kicks into gear when Charlie show. Remember Charlie? Charlie is in this movie too. This is the worst part about this movie is not the fact that he has a robot arm, which we're about to find out, which is cool. Sure. I always love a robot arm. It's the fact that he survived the last the end of the last movie 
because he got, I guess, electrocuted in the face. And that did something to make it not go off correctly. Yes. But somehow <laughs> it... But this is what helped me, Mark. It, it didn't blow up his head like it was supposed to. And instead, it just blew up his voice box? His, like, larynx? And yes. his entire right arm. Correct. What? <laughs> That's you, right. You got it exactly right. You know how Good those job. things are just famously nothing in between, just those two things, and it's implanted you know the song, behind his the ear. The voice box is connected to the arm bone. <laughs> That's the way it works. <laughs> I don't That's know what I'm going to explain, Dan. This makes perfect medical sense yeah, here. But sure. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> when Eggsy tasered Charlie... It uh-huh. uh, it made the implant malfunction, and then it exploded out like through his throat and hit his right arm. What? <laughs> if you ever needed more proof that this was a Kojima ass fucking movie, <laughs> it's the fact that the second one is somehow just even wilder than the first. And oh just, yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> it, <laughs> What the first movie on? takes a little while like it's it's silly from the beginning mm-hmm. but like it takes a little while to sort of get there into its full silliness this movie just starts from yeah charlie had his voice box blown out and it broke his right arm or tore his right arm off what do you want from us and now he has a robot arm <laughs> he's got a robot arm he's got a robot voice what <laughs> go on i'm i'm just really i'm just really annoyed that the movie just spackles over that and acts like we should just be okay with it well what's great too is that so so charlie's gonna ambush uh eggsy on his uh-huh. way home yeah and it turns into this kind of windy car chase it's a good ch- car chase it's fine but, yeah, it's fine at least but what happens is charlie's arm the cyber arm the robot arm whatever gets cut off so he loses his arm again, right? Right. And it's then that, be traumatizing. And then that arm inside <laughs> inside a car uh-huh. hacks into the Kingsman servers. Yeah. <laughs> the- <laughs> I love it so much. I'm okay with that. It's but I do stop and I I wonder like when you designed that arm, unknown ro- like engineer that we don't right. know because Poppy, our villain who we haven't been introduced to yet, she has robots of varying levels of intelligence, and <laughs> this arm can apparently act and and move around on its own. But yep. does like Charlie know that? Is Char- did Charlie sign off on the like? A- I am unclear as to the degree of Charlie's agency in most of this. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. Go on. <laughs> this is gonna be this episode there's gonna be a lot of this yeah yeah boy listeners buckle up the plot in this episode is barely there it's a plot and there's some fun characters okay so so the arm hacks into the kingsman servers which you know technology that's what it does yeah sure there, I the number of movies that have featured hacking during car chases in the last four to five years is pretty astounding. It's just like a common bit now. It's it's got its own TV tropes page. 
So Exit goes off then to have dinner with his girlfriend, the crown prince of Sweden or whatever, princess of Sweden, and her parents. He's meeting the parents. Sure, because they're alive, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. They kidnapped her in the last movie, not the parents. What? Nope. If they're alive, she's not the acting. I'm Mark. (laughs) 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 This is one of those movies that if you look at it for more than like a second, it starts to unravel. Yep. It sure does. (laughs) So, you know, they're having a nice Swedish dinner or whatever. While that's going on, just like all of the missiles hit Kingsman headquarters, just and agents just like all of Kingsman that like anything related to Kingsman in Great Britain right now is hit by a missile. Yeah. I mean, did you want a lady in this movie to be out in the field with agency? Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> we killed the Good one we for established you. last Roxy's movie. Roxy's gone. <laughs> also the dog. We killed the dog. We'll get a we'll get a hint of uh Halle Berry, but she's not really allowed out into the field. Right, she exists just to remind us that women don't have agency in this movie. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, every woman in this movie is a device for, basically for Eggsy to interact with. This this one does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> it sure doesn't. <laughs> Ooh, I don't even think is, it gets anywhere close. I'm not the clear that the there whole, are ever two women on the screen, on screen. at the same time, it's, let alone talking I mean, to each other. <laughs> The princess and her mother, and that's it. Okay, fair. And I don't think they ever say a goddamn word to each other. <laughs> like, they're on screen. I don't think they even open their mouth to each other. <laughs> so what we're going to get now is Eggsy and Merlin, who are mm-hmm. like the two agents that we know are still alive. I think there's a suggestion maybe that a couple of the Kingsmen are like out in the field somewhere. Because the missiles all hit Great Britain. So, in theory, a few of the other agents might still be out there. We, we're, we're unclear. Well, we see them, all their um, their holograms go out one by one when the missiles That's true. That, you know, that's a good point. Maybe they all were in Great Britain. So, it really just seems like they all ate shit, and Merlin and Eggsy are the only ones left alive for reasons. It's fine. We don't care about anybody else. Yeah, we've barely met any of the rest of them, if we're honest. And they're about to introduce a bunch of new characters, so whatever. I I really wish uh, What's-Her-Name didn't die. She's barely in Roxy? this movie. Roxy, thank you. I like the this- platonic best friend vibes. I really liked that, yes! and now she's gone. Yeah, this is very good. And it's, it's like, I know what this movie wants to do. And, you know, obviously we're going to meet the statesman here in a few minutes. And, like, ultimately we're going to rebuild the Kingsmen around Eggsy and Harry. Sure, fine. Mm-hmm. But it is really... I cannot tell you how distressing I find it that the first movie sets up this idea of like the Kingsman is this underground organization that has survived since the world wars. And like, I don't know, we have secret handshakes in a clubhouse <laughs> and like, you can't, I don't, I feel like you could so easily just rewrite this and not kill Roxy. It would be so easy right? to just keep like, or at least like let her go out the way spoilers for the end of this movie that you've clearly already watched if you're listening to this podcast uh whenever merlin sacrifices himself like that could have been roxy's moment that yeah could have been roxy's moment absolutely could have been. why is she not I, here I and this movie's just like you know all that cool stuff we told you about last time mm-hmm. we want to tell a different story so we're literally just going to start this movie by blowing it up because that's yeah. the easiest way to do this 
we it's uh, it's the most shoestring justifications for all of this. I realize like we can't have another lady there. My my brain is spiraling out to fifty different possibilities. If I had time, <laughs> I would I can fix this. I realize like Roxy could have easily been way better at seducing our Clara character during our Burning Man segment. Yep. And that would have been infinitely more interesting than this weird possessive uh, kind of weird stuff that was going on between the cheating bullshit that happens. We'll get there. Yeah. We could have had that and it could have been, you know, a whole moment. And then we could like have the her like get her moment at the bar where clearly there's some chemistry and they like each other. But then we don't have to do the weird male gazy bullshit and we can just like right. have this happen off. Off in the distance while the two guys are, like, lamenting. It could be, like, a funny, genuine moment where it's, like, they're dejected and they feel bad. And then, like, we get a triumphant moment for our female agent. But no, like, we don't get it. We don't get that. We don't get that. In a better movie, we would get something like that. But we don't get it here. <laughs> and even if it was in this movie, it would be probably gross. So, that, it, yes. <laughs> it, it is whatever it is. I, I am... I am very interested to talk about the third movie because the third movie takes place before all of these, but it does feel like maybe Matthew Vaughn has finally started taking some of that criticism on board. It is Mark that third movie that the King's man is the metal gear solid three of this (laughs) trilogy. A hundred percent. It tracks these movies track one to one. I get They absolutely I'm excited do, to hear it? this expounded on as we talk through the Metal Gear Solid 2 entry. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, I am fascinated by this uh, Metal Gear Kingsman parallel you have built. Because the Kingsman movies, the old experienced agent is Galahad, right? Is like right? OG Galahad, Harry. And we think he's he's gone in this one, but he's not. We encounter him halfway through this movie, pretending to be a version of himself that he's not, which is what happens with Snake and Metal Gear Solid. Look, it's this whole thing. No, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. (laughs) So, 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 all right, what are we going to do? Everything's blown up. Merlin and Eggsy, who I guess is Galahad now. I'm going to keep calling him Eggsy. Mark, the end of this movie is the president is actually the big, like, is the villain. Is the, it's, <laughs> it, it's literally Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Man, I had not considered that point. Please continue with this podcast. This I don't know. Now I just edit. need to talk about Metal Gear Solid. We could look that we in another world. That's the life we chose for this podcast. <laughs> All right, so Eggsy and Merlin are going mm-hmm. to follow what are called the Doomsday Protocols. Of course. Which is, you know, on the nose, good. Yep, that's the correct yeah. name for, like, spy protocols. Yep. Yeah, sure. And it leads them to the Statesman Organization, which is just like the United States version of the Kingsmen. It's their cousin organization or something. How do we want to talk about the Statesmen, Dan? <laughs> Ooh, well, there's some good old boys. <laughs> so, so here's the thing about uh-huh. the statesmen. They're all named after whiskeys or whatever. Beverages. Uh, beverages, which, fun. Okay, sure. It's got a very, like, yeehaw cowboy vibe. Sure. Which, you know, okay, that is definitely what Britain it, thinks America is. So that tracks. Yeah. Look, it is exactly what Britain thinks, like, Southern culture is. It's definitely that. It's definitely like 
their trope of a cowboy, like being filtered through that lens of things. This is my problem with it mm-hmm. because I live in in America, <laughs> right? And so I am familiar with all of the problems of not just America, but in particular the American South. Yeah. And so, like, half of my brain is like, man, these Yeehaw cowboy agents are very fun. And the other half of my brain is like, there's a reason that the uh, only POC and woman in this organization isn't allowed to do anything fun. Yeah, they really gloss over that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because I really want this. This is what I want to talk about. Because I really want to like the statesmen because, like, they lean into all of the fun, like, glossy versions of the American cowboy, and they do it like, like the the acting is very good. Pedro Pascal is great. He's Chilean, so like he, he you know, people, there are people in, of color in the statesmen doing things. Yeah, I'm sorry, I shoved POC and woman together into kind of one category, which was not smooth of me. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely the only person who is... See, I thought you meant either because it is absolutely the only woman <laughs> there, but it's is, it is also the only woman of color. So that's yeah. why the qualifier was throwing me off a little bit, I guess. Yeah, no, no, because Pedro Pascal's kicking around, being awesome. Jeff Bridges is born to be a cowboy. He's great. Yeah. It's all very fun, and I really dig it, but also, again, like the... There's just so much baggage for... <laughs> those of us who live in america around a lot of these trappings yeah i noted while watching i was like these cowboy people who are the heroes is who like bigots think they are yes (laughs) i'm in oklahoma i can i am uniquely qualified (laughs) that's true have you seen the musical okay so (laughs) we are not okay despite how that song is okay the (laughs) No, they are, it's what bigots think they are, is, is what the statesmen are. But then, like, the people in the bar are actually what the people are around here are yes, like. correct. <laughs> uh, I was like, these, these people feel like tropes. They don't feel like people I've actually met, is what I was telling myself through this movie up until they got to that bar. And I was like, oh, there they are. Those are the people that actually live around here. Which, if we're being fair, is also what Kingsman 1 did for, like, snooty mannered british people right like we got the version we don't live there so we got the version of them that is basically the american stereotype of like (laughs) that brit and and it also did not touch on the historic classism and racism (laughs) built around the british class structure so i guess we're on brand is what i'm saying yeah it barely touched on all of of that and the the first one there's a few just little like any class critique was really buried in that sure (laughs) that first one i mean as much as i like that first movie so, okay, we, we're meeting the statesman here. As aforementioned, Jeff Bridges is kicking around. He's great. Just basically yeah. being Jeff Bridges. He rules. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. <laughs> look, I, look, maybe Jeff Bridges has done a bad, I don't know, internet. Probably. You'll tell me. It's fine. I'll Google it the second I get off the beer. And it'll be like, he choked a puppy to death last week. And I'll be like, ah, shit. Because that's internet. That's the internet. That's celebrity. That's white men. That's right. All of those things. <laughs> You know, he's he's Jeff Bridges and he's charming in all the things that he's in because yeah. he's a good actor. Because he's great. Channing Tatum is here. Yeah, Channing Tatum's here. Tequila, right? He's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't love him in this. I like our cliffhanger with him where he looks ridiculous. I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about him just as tequila at the start of this movie. I don't love him. He's here. He's luckily not here for long. Right, yep. Instead we get Pedro Pascal, which I'm much happier with. And yeah. 
I think this is a tremendous performance by Pedro Pascal because I do not like him, but I like Pedro Pascal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he is here being Agent Whiskey. Yes. Uh, So that's what we've got. We've got Whiskey. We've got Tequila. We've got Jeff Bridges, who I know has a code name, but it's just Jeff Bridges. It's Champagne, and he goes by Champagne, which is (laughs) one. Very good. And then the only woman there is ginger ale, <laughs> ginger not ale. not even alcoholic. I how quickly it, can we infantilize the only woman in the room? It, the misogyny is is you could cut it with a knife. <laughs> sure, <It's yep>. thick. <laughs> so so champagne. Jeff Bridges is going to fill Eggsy and Merlin in on. Uh, the Golden Circle, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is like a oh, whatever a, a international terrorist organization fronting as a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, that's. I'm glad this is fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, that would really suck, wouldn't it? It'd be really horrible if people were dying because they couldn't afford their insulin. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, much like the last movie was really looking at like ecofascism and classism. Mm-hmm. The, like the the general vibe of who is the bad guys here it's correct like you know it's pastiche yeah. and whatever but it it's just sometimes it feels like these movies they like it feels like we have a really earnest like trying to do the right thing liberal making these movies yes yeah and they're just not quite bridging that gap of like landing the message necessarily every time <laughs> I think that is a very good way to put it, is it is an earnest liberal take. It's not a yeah. leftist take, but, you know, it's looking to the left and it's trying its best. Did you expect us to talk about politics in this? <laughs> you should have, because it's A, the two of us, and number to the two, because we started it with the president actively sanctioned the death of hundreds of millions of people <laughs> and lied to the public. Which, as I told Mark... To my chagrin, no matter when this comes out, it's still going to be relevant. That quote is evergreen. Hooray. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> so they have to sort of figure out this whole uh, golden circle thing. And the way they're going to get on the inside is they have they have tracked down Charlie. Remember Charlie from a minute ago? Yeah, he's his, in the movie still. His girlfriend, Clara. Uh-huh. who they believe is also like a member of the golden circle or whatever. Sure. I wish it was Claire from Dr. Who. I forget <laughs> the actress's name. It'd be cooler if, if she was here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is Jenna something Coleman. Jenna Coleman. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so initially Eggsy and tequila Channing Tatum are going to mm-hmm. team up to, to, hunt for clara i am unclear how to discuss this point of plot either the word membrane is used all too often for my taste they the plan is apparently (laughs) uh to get (laughs) close enough to her in a biblical sense (laughs) (laughs) in order to implant a device in a mucus member vagina they have to put something in her vagina It's a wild. I. It's is very Matthew weird, right? Vaughn, okay. Is Matthew Vaughn okay? <laughs> I here's the thing, Mark. I'm the thirstiest human being on the planet. Sure, sometimes sure. is what it feels like. And even I'm like, you put this in your script. You, 
This is <laughs> you. Okay, nobody. You're a grown-ass professional. And this is what's showing up in your movie. Nobody said maybe rethink that one. <laughs> maybe we don't need to do that exactly. <laughs> Including, we don't need a CGI sequence of it. Yep, we need we need to CGI it out, and then we need some close-up camera panning. It, uh, it's oh my god. This, this part of the movie is so wild it's they go to i don't remember the fuck where it's basically burning man they go to not burning man um and they have to it ends up that channing tatum can't go because suddenly he has a blue rash yes and so we have to sub in pedro pascal and the entire crowd went wild the entire crowd was like (laughs) yes good this is an acceptable trade 100 (laughs) percent yes correct but pedro pascal in this movie is like look if you're from where i'm from we all have an uncle (laughs) (laughs) who is pedro pascal in this movie (laughs) who's just uncomfortable he has the mustache and everything he's just a little too uncomfortably horny all the time (laughs) Uh, and it's it's weird it's it's weird and uncomfortable and pascal plays the shit out of it honestly and i like to the point to where i i don't like what i'm seeing on screen and even though i like pedro pascal i'm like i you he thinks he's very charismatic and yeah like i'm sure to other men his age they really think he's like the coolest guy that is that is exactly right exactly right to everyone else they're like this your uncle's skeezy and weird yep Skeezy is exactly the word I have in my handwritten notes. <laughs> I do not want to talk to you. <laughs> yep. It's a sort of like, well, if, 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 you know, Uncle Joe's going to be there, we're going to find a reason not to come this year. The, because the it's getting uncomfortable the way church. he's looking at his cousins. <laughs> right. Yeah. The deacon board of my church growing up was like 80% this guy. <laughs> They were all just like I, just, I want you to know I had a mental image guy. of like Pedro Pascal in slightly different suits and mustaches, just like six of them sitting around a table. Oh, inc- not that is not far <laughs> off. Obviously, you got to ug it up a bit. None of them sure. are quite as attractive as Pedro Pascal, but or <laughs> much less Chilean. But you know, sure. <laughs> So they're going to go basically see who can seduce Clara. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. I've already yeah, forgotten. From Doctor Who. <laughs> from Doctor Who. So that they can put a tracking device in her mucus membrane. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. She's at the bar so and Skeezy weird. Uncle comes up and she's immediately like, you're a Skeezy Uncle. This does not <laughs> yeah. work on people our age. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he would walk up and the first question out of his mouth would be like so how old are you yep yeah <laughs> which is the, which is the red flag that you should not be talking to her <laughs> and he's as you say pedro pascal is like he is one of the most likable actors in hollywood right now for my money yeah and the fact that he is playing this just dirtbag is re- like and it's landing it's landing real good yeah, as far as people who make more money than I'll ever see in my life on the daily are concerned, sure, he's all right. I don't hate him. <laughs> so he he strikes out, and then Eggsy, ah, mm-hmm. uh, he flirts. It up. I guess yeah, he just, yeah, 
calls himself River. River <laughs> Song just, from Doctor right, Who. Right, also from Doctor Who. <laughs> and then he just goes in and gets his flirt on, and mm-hmm. all is well, except for, of course, his Swedish girlfriend is not particularly pleased about this mission point. She, he walks up, he looks Pedro Pascal's character in the eyes, and he says, sit down, bitch. Be humble. <laughs> the number four here in Hot 100 single, twenty <laughs> seventeen by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, all right. Now the podcast is going. Now we're going. <laughs> it's weird. I, I, I know I'm struggling to get through this chunk of the movie, but that's because this chunk of the movie is very weird and I am uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah, it's it's a very awkward part of the movie. He he goes in to seduce this woman who, I, I mean, I don't know, doesn't really have to do anything. She just kind of seems down to clown immediately. Yep. And then, like, I don't think he... I do not think for a second Eggsy had to do anything to be charming here. Sure, sure. showed up as like a middle-of-the-road white boy with a British accent in middle America. (laughs) And and like clearly Clara from Doctor Who has a type. (laughs) That's all I had to do. So like they get in there and then he's like about to go do the thing. And now is when he stops and goes, I should call my girlfriend. Yeah. And make sure she knows I'm about to do this. It's very amusing to me that the first words out of her mouth when she's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. She's like, you just go on me. Like, I feel like right? what here's here's what I think we're learning, Mark, is that I think Loki, we're learning about all of all of the director's kinks. <laughs> Matthew Vaughn's very specific kinks. Matthew Vaughn's very specific kinks are making he loves anal. <laughs> he he loves pissing on people. He's big sure, on yeah. golden showers. <laughs> what will we learn next movie? He's gonna be really into choking for something. It's gonna be incredible. Again, we're not king shaming. It always it's where they're inserted into the movie that always feels weird. It's it's never feels casual. It always feels nope. like he really fought for those lines to be in there, and everyone else in the room was like, we don't need to, Matt, buddy, we don't gotta do all that. We probably didn't, especially not in a movie where you don't have any of your female characters saying anything of consequence. Right. Like Maybe, maybe we don't need this. Maybe we don't need that. And, like, she's clearly the one into the, the pissing, whatever, but that character was written by, you know, other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that character didn't, like come out fully birthed in a vacuum. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. We're spending a lot of time on, on kinks this episode. Mark. <laughs> uh, so, this episode's just going to be titled Matthew Vaughn's very specific kinks. Yeah. <laughs> if we had, if we had episode titles, that's, that's all we've been naming this for sure. So it's fine. He, he plants a tracking device in her, yeah uh princess having to Sweden break up is with not his, happy yeah i guess they break up i guess that's what happens here it's I not think a very the, clearly communicated yeah. breakup by either of them they're at, at minimum they are taking some time apart yeah <laughs> i do really love his entire vibe is like hey baby i'm a spy it's part of the job what do you want from me he's like i have to look this is the thing i gotta do it and then like he engages in um some manner of <laughs> interaction with her I, I don't know it's so it's so weird it's so weird just Mark. weird it's hard to like, describe how weird it is they they're 
whole relationship is always just like right on teetering on the edge of toxic in, in right. every interaction. Yep. Correct. Every interaction. Yep. Like he cro- at the beginning of this movie, we glossed over it. He has to take the sewers back to her. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, if you love me, you'll give me a kiss. And she goes to do it. And he's covered in shit. Yep. That's re- that's emotional. But you do- shouldn't do that. That's putting her in a really bad position yep. to be like, "Hey, kiss me. I'm covered in shit, or you don't love me." And then he's like, "Just kidding. Ah, uh, you uh, you were really gonna do it. You really do love me." And then he, yeah, this relationship she- never feels healthy ever. <laughs> no, at all. Not for a goddamn second. And here <laughs> she's like, "Hey, if you marry me, though, then you it would be okay to do that." So she's like trying to force him into yep. a marriage that he's uncomfortable with. Yep. It's oh my god. It's it's so bad. It's so bad. Please, listener, please don't please please be better than these people in this movie. I hate it. Anyway, mucus membrane tracking device. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) We're gonna head back from the Glastonbury Festival. We need her to. We need them to break up and for her to be all emotional. So she goes and does drugs, and then. Yes. I guess yep. <laughs> I for another plot point for some reason, I guess. Whatever. We didn't need it. So, didn't so need I it. I do think I do think we kind of cuz we were when we jumped to talking about Clara at Glastonbury, we mm-hmm. did sort of jump over Harry, who is here. Yeah. He's here. He's going by Pluskin now. He's not here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so he has survived, but he has amnesia. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, that trope as old as Hollywood, I think. Yep. 100%. <laughs> and there's there's some sort of, like, Merlin's trying to fix his amnesia. There's some sort of, like, cure gel that's going to come up later. Yeah. I am it, very unclear as to any of the medical stuff that's happening here. I don't, like, it's, I'm glad Harry's yeah. around because I like Harry, but all of this felt like, oh, it sort of like takes a bit of the punch away from the last movie that you're just like, here he is again. Ta-da. Yeah. It's that gel stuff. It's, it's a, it's certainly an addition to this universe. Yep. For some reason, like it, it jumps that on like that space between because here's my issue with it. Okay. Having this secret weaponry that you developed in house yep. and not sharing that with the rest of the world. That tracks to me. Sure. Yep. These are white nations. They want to keep all the the best uh, boom booms to themselves. Why would you have this? And again, <laughs> I think the answer is they're in America. Why would sure, you have this medical sure. tech and then not share it with people? <laughs> it also, to be fair, sort of crosses. And this is a comic book universe. Mm-hmm. And it's you know people die and come back. Like that's that's all very comic booky. It's fine. Right. Uh, Something about the gel, and I don't know why, because the last movie featured, like, a device that used your cell phone to make you mad. <laughs> like, that was the that right? was the basic plot device last time. But something mm. about this gel, I, to me, is one step to sci-fi. Like, it, like it's fine, and I, I, I do like it. It just feels just a little out of step with the universe when it's introduced. Yeah, yes, that's what I'm trying that's to all. say, yep. <laughs> like, I, I do like it, but it does feel like, you know... Just like a little, maybe you took like a little, because the thing about the phones making people angry and start killing each other is because it was like layered in a bunch of metaphor. Like there's right. there were real world analogs to be like, oh, you know, like social media does to yes. people. Yes. <laughs> um, so that it was, re- we could relate it through actual lived experience. Whereas magic bullet wound fixing gel t- 
it stands in this movie for magic bullet wound fixing gel. It doesn't have a... Yes, like, no. There's, there's no, no metaphor no being made, yeah. No. <laughs> and ultimately, what's going to bring Harry back? Because I don't want to... Like, Harry's got amnesia. They try to wake him up a few times. It, whatever. Right. It's, it's fun because Colin Firth has fun acting it, but it's right. a little lazy and gets a little too close to making fun of some mental health stuff that I don't like. It's He has a traumatic brain injury. It's right. like, the, yeah, it's, I, every time disabled people are in a movie, I have very, it makes the movie, you know, I'm, look, I'm glad you're here. Technically, this character is disabled, at least. God knows the actors never are. Right. It's always a weird thing for me. I do like that, like, you know, he has, he's, has an eye patch and he's not the bad guy. So that's kind of yes. nice. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. So that's, I guess, even though people do grimace when he takes the patch off. Um, don't love that. Yeah. But you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. It's, it walks a really weird line um, there where I'm not entirely comfortable with everything that's going on there with these people who are sustaining, you know, head wounds. They're having right. brain injuries <laughs> and then they're suffering from short term amnesia and then they traumatize them back into remembering. Yeah. Things. See, yes, this is exactly what I'm getting at is I like it's a very classic like, oh, you got hit on the head. So we'll hit you on the head again. Mm-hmm. But it is so so they've tried a few things to get him. To, to restore his memory and what works is Eggsy finds a dog who looks very much like the beloved dog that we saw in the last movie mr pickles mr pickles and threatens to shoot him <laughs> until harry regains his memory and i right. don't i i know amnesia is a movie device again old as hollywood i get it <laughs> i know I, it's it's lazy it's fine whatever it is what it is i really it makes me so uncomfortable that we're like we're just gonna force you through some trauma to fix this yeah it's you know it's just it's not, not my not favorite great. part of the movie <laughs> it's not it's not great it, it happens twice in in this movie and either time you know it's not the best device to like just re-traumatize somebody who's been traumatized in order to like wake them up or whatever. I, I right. It's I don't love it. I the whole thing is it just feels messy. It doesn't ever so much of this just doesn't feel like it has substance to it, like that first movie did. It's like this all the set dressing in the first movie felt like it contextually had like a purpose for the story they were trying to tell. (laughs) And then this one, it just very much feels like we got to get Colin Firth back for the sequel. Uh, How are we going to do that? (laughs) And even once his memory comes back, like his, his so tough to talk, like his coordination isn't back yet. And like his, his peak physical performance isn't back yet. I like that. I don't like that. It's hand waved away as you can just get it back. If you try hard enough. Yes. I, I like exactly because he's missing an eye. His depth perception is going to be fucked for one. Yes. Two, there's probably going to be some manner of like uh, coordination that's going to be off anyway because he had brain damage. So like, right. Yes. Just let it be a thing that like he's going to like not be perfect by the end of this movie. That'd be great if he could not work his way out of his disability. Just let it. Yeah, that's let it be. You got exactly where I was going because I really like it. And then it becomes like, oh, but if you really just try hard enough, you can shake this off. And that is what I do not like. Yeah. Because as you well know, that is the message that a lot of disabled people get, right? Why don't you just Mm -hmm. be happier? Why don't you just stop being lazy? Why don't you just try harder? Mm -hmm. 
And I don't think that's the point. Like, I just think probably like most people, Matthew Vaughn just didn't think that deeply about it. But it's a bummer. As it, look, I'll get on my soapbox for two seconds. That is the number one thing aside from the ongoing pandemic that's trying to kill me and people sure, are giving sure. a shit. <laughs> aside from that, the number one thing that will get under my skin is whenever disabled people, uh, chronically ill people, we get up and we try to advocate for ourselves whenever people are out of pocket about shit like that. And inevitably, the response is, I wasn't talking about disabled people. Right. We know that's why we're having this confrontation right now. You did when you said people broadly, you didn't include us. Yes. (laughs) See the problem. Anyway, (laughs) the uh, problem may be that you don't consider us people. Hmm. And they're like, you're right. We should start calling you people with this. And that's a whole other bag of words. <laughs> I'm not a fan of, of that particular type of language. Anyway. Yeah. Person person first language, Dan? Yeah. I don't need to. You shouldn't have to remind yourself I'm a person before interacting right. with me every time. I should just. Disabled's not a bad word. You're okay. I promise you. That's the hill. I will die on that hill of person first language is bullshit. It was useful. And whenever we were making adjustments for it during the AIDS epidemic because people were just out and out yes. refusing to admit that these people were people. And it was a good way to remind just a bunch of stupid fucking bigots that these are people dying from this. But then we try to just make that across the board the way we refer to everybody. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, oh my God. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Without ever taking into account how those individual communities would like to be addressed. Um, we can continue with this movie. Yeah, because we do have a cool bar fight now. And this yeah, is like, this is one of the better, uh, like, fight scene set pieces of this movie i really enjoy this lasso bar fight a lot yeah it's fun i really like it when he scorpion uh get over here's the dude that's real fun yeah. with his own knife <laughs> and you know it's in, in a lot of ways it's just a nod back to the pub fight we saw at the beginning of the last movie where harry takes down Eggsy's dad and his weird drinking buddies. It's, you know, it's it's an echo of that where this time Whiskey is kind of the, like, he's stepping in to help. Right. But it's fun. It's just a good old bar fight. And you do get to see a lot of, like, good old boys getting beat up, which I'm always right. here for. <laughs> yeah, we do. Look, we, if there's one thing that we stand for on this podcast, it's the biggest getting just brutalized on the screen. Yep. We love it. We love to see it. We're here for Richard Spencer getting punched in the head. We are. I will say that the manners maketh man uh, line here works better when you're not watching the movies back to back. Because when you're watching them back to back, it's like the third time you've heard it over the course of and like mm, two hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So here, like, yeah, so yeah, we got spacing it. it out by a few weeks for this podcast recording. You know, it, it plays better for me. <laughs> now we have to talk about Poppy Adams, uh, mm-hmm. cartel drug lord. Yes. And they say it as if it's two separate things. Like, oh, she is fronting as a pharmaceutical, like running a pharmaceutical company, but she's actually a cartel drug lord. And I think that's the same thing. You just said the same thing twice. It's, yeah, I think that's what the movie is trying to get at. Yes, yeah, um, absolutely. But once again, it's not it is not handling all of its things. Matthew Vaughn is trying his best and fumbling <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah. We'll get into we'll get into specifically why as this movie progresses. <laughs> So Poppy's going to announce to the world that she has put toxin in all the drugs. Yes, she's drugged her. Or all the bad drugs, I should say. This is, I, Weed is on that list. <laughs> it's, it's very bizarre that they're just like, oh, yeah. every drug. 
marrow like <laughs> heroin and cocaine <laughs> Piece and weed. Co- whoa okay i mean like look i here's the thing is that they have they do this thing in this movie where you know she has to be profiting off of like you know the distribution network is clearly like not on the up and up for what she's right. doing yep. and people are dying and, and being and, and like probably contributing to gang violence and, and like there's lots of Sorts of problems down the pipeline uh, that are the problem. But Poppy's main point, you know, and the fact that she threw that guy in a meat grinder and then made a burger sure. out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we already know that she's like kind of fucked. But uh, her being like, you should decriminalize all these things and end the war on drugs. And, and then everything that she lists on down that list is like, that's all accurate. <laughs> Again, it just feels like we just needed, it feels like we're in a Marvel movie and we needed the, the villain who was objectively correct to do something yeah. out of pocket. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so she just announces this to the world, right? And she's like, and unless the president ends the drug war, I forget what her exact point was. Yeah. End the war on drugs. Put those, those Reagan bullshit to bed. And yep. Yep. He's like, oh man, this is really bad. And then he gets off the phone and he's immediately like, yeah, we're going to get kill all those junkies for real. Hell yeah. America. I loved that so much. I mean, I didn't, obviously. Like, I hate right. that, but it was but, such. Yeah, he, oh, it felt good. Yeah, I'm with you. It was one of those moments where you're like, that's exactly what this motherfucker would do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so he's going to like. He's going to pretend for a bit that he's, you know, doing things. But behind the scenes, he's just like, yeah, no, let all the junkies die. Who cares? Yeah. Look, these people are basically not people, Mark. They don't to contribute to society. Yep. <laughs> and therefore, they have no value. And they have no value. Clearly. This, any of this, <laughs> this feels weirdly familiar. This feels, I'm getting deja vu and I might just need to shake it off. I don't see how this movie could possibly be relevant. It has robot dogs in it. It can't have anything, right? any sort right. of modern day parallel that is happening currently where people are being left to die. I don't. We should also no. note that the efficacy of the vaccine, because Poppy says, like, oh, have a vaccine, you know, which will mm-hmm. distribute if the president ends the war on drugs. And the efficacy of the vaccine is proven via Sir Elton John, who is inexplicably <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Elton John's here um, and has been kidnapped because he went missing in that last movie. And he's, I guess, just been a prisoner for a year here. Yeah, he's been here for a year. Sure. And he's basically here to just make another butt joke. And he's here to make butt jokes and get a check. Yeah. I mean, you know, good for Elton John. Like, get yourself a paycheck, yeah. I guess. It's just, and it's not like, it's funny. The humor they're going for there works. It's just such an odd choice. I don't even remember the joke. I just watched this movie and I don't recall it. Oh, uh, well, one, the joke is just that it's Elton John. But specifically, at towards the end of the movie... Uh, Eggsy's like, hey man, if I save, because Elton John's like, go save the world. He's like, hey man, if I save the world, can I go to your concert? And Elton John winks at him. He's like, if you save the world, you can have a backstage pass. Oh yeah. Look, that's good. I didn't recognize that part right? until literally it's, this moment. It's sneaky, but it's the same joke we got last he's time. Talking, well, he's not talking to, the reason I didn't connect it, if he was talking to Eggsy, 100%. Because I think I almost made that joke on this podcast earlier. Um, right. But... <laughs> um but he's talking to old galahad to harry yeah he's talking to old snake (laughs) and not right yeah (laughs) so that's elton john he's here to inexplicably i like elton john in this movie it's strange that he's here but i can't help but enjoy it sure it's fine the robot dogs are named benny and jet by the way yep (laughs) 
Do you there think are robot they, dogs. You mentioned that earlier. There are robot yeah, dogs in this movie. There are robot dogs that look like they're straight out of a Spy Kids in this movie. It's wild. <laughs> we are about to get to... So we're not too far away from getting to what's called Poppy Land. Uh-huh. Uh, Poppy being the drug czar slash pharmaceutical whatever she's the lady what is threatening the world yeah Uh, and where she lives in cambodia is just called poppy land and we we have to go through italy yet so there's some there's some plot to get there but boy once we get to poppy land things just go wild yeah it's i it's it's a very just wild ass like location i kind of love it but like it feels deeply bizarre it feels like we (laughs) it feels like we crossed the whatever like the international dateline is for like the divide between bond and austin powers it feels like we crossed that in this movie yeah we are cleanly on the austin Powers side of the spectrum now we have crossed the spy film rubicon uh it's so but first we have to go to italy because that uh tracking device is going to intercept the call between charlie and clara clara calls charlie she's like oh no i'm getting the blue rash i'm you know i'm gonna die per whatever that poppy woman said uh charlie's like no problem the antidote factory is in italy just get over here you know where we went skiing once go there right go there (laughs) you took her on a work trip buddy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you didn't already hate this guy he planned a vacation around a work trip he I, yep. <laughs> okay so of course they're gonna follow right and they're gonna they're gonna get to the antidote factory and <laughs> those are some words those are okay that is what's happening though you're not wrong it's just very amusing <laughs> it really is and it's a whole like there's a whole little set piece here you know it's a bit of a heist eggsy and harry and whiskey are gonna break in and they do uh, and they steal a sample so that you know they can take it back to the statesman and they can retro engineer it or whatever but then whiskey breaks the sample yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that's like i don't know so so what happens basically is like they 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 have intercepted this call. They break in. Eggsy steals the sample. And then they are, like, attacked by some henchmen, mm-hmm. uh, like some golden circle whatever people. Sure. And Whiskey breaks the, breaks the sample, mm-hmm. like, in the process of this fight thing. And then Harry just straight up shoots Whiskey in the head. Yeah, he's like, I don't... Look, here's the thing. He is now... A disabled person, Mark. And I will, I am always on a disabled person's side. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> so whenever he's like, and because I have uh, the, at least the ADHDs, I have a, at least have a diagnosis for that one. Um, any number of a neurotypicalities are going on in his brain at any number of times. So pat- pattern recognition is always going with my brain. Sure. So sure. just him looking around and seeing this fucking creepy ass uncle dude. And being like, this is not a vibe. Something's off with him. Something's not good. He just broke the vial. He's putting things together in a in a way that, like, I'm like, I trust you. <laughs> sure. Yep. Yep. Shoot, creepy Uncle Pascal. That is very much where I am in this moment. Because by way of the plot, mm-hmm. uh, whiskey until he broke the vial has been a good guy. But as we mentioned way early, whiskey also just doesn't pass the vibe check. He's just a weird creepy uncle. So as soon as Harry shoots him, you're like, all right, yeah, I buy this. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, look, here's the thing. We recognize that. But the movie is playing to the rest of the world. Yeah. And the rest of the world goes, you're disabled, and your disability is making you do a bad thing now. Right. 
Yep. And that's what Eggsy says. He's like, no, no, no. You're like, you. he's a good guy. You definitely messed up. Let's use the nanotech. What? It's so weird. He's like, puts like a pool floating around their head and then injects yep. it. It's, it's something. It's, odd, right? it's some weird technology for sure. Yeah, the nanotech just doesn't, I, I mentioned earlier, so I won't relitigate it much. It just doesn't work yeah. super well for me as a uh, narrative device, but that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You know what I do think is cool, and I wish was in any color other than blue? Whatever that fucking grenade was that he threw out there, and they're just like, all those people are just like, like crystallized or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool as hell. And we only get to see it for two seconds, and it's like the worst color they could have picked for it. They could have been so much cooler looking in any other color. And very, um, like, that is another thing. When it happens, you think, oh, yeah, this, this could fit in the Metal Gear Oh, yeah, for sure. That happened, and I was like, this is cool, and I like it, and I want to see more of it. We're never going to see this again, huh? <laughs> nope. Okay. So, Charlie ends up, like, blowing up the factory or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? That was Charlie. I kind of, I'm a little foggy on this particular, like, this whole little mid-plot thing, it's all fine, but I'm a little I'm a little foggy on, on detail. And Charlie blows up the, the factory, yeah. He's, like, he's talking to Clara from Doctor Who. On the phone. Right. That, yeah. And it's yeah, just that's like, right, that's right. He's like, it's fine. Whatever stays in, in wherever the fuck we are, it stays there. And anyway, I'm blowing up. He just blows <laughs> up. He just marks his girlfriend. Yep. He sure does. <laughs> that's a bold ass move from somebody who was clearly jealous that she hooked up with your mortal enemy like <laughs> two minutes earlier in this movie. <laughs> Got over that and one real quick. Somewhere right in all of this, too. The princess calls Eggsy to say, like, uh-oh, I got the blue drug thing. Yeah, I got the thing. Sure. Sure, whatever. We don't need it. I, I'm upset Absolutely by that Absolutely doesn't plot. need to be here. We don't. It's just here to keep her in the movie, I guess. And I'm still not clear why she's part of this movie. We don't need her to be. We don't need that. <laughs> what was the... I don't... Is the idea that, like, uh, Eggsy wouldn't work as hard to save all of the rest of humanity? <laughs> That's, I know, that's fucked, right? Like, what is the implication here? That's the push he needed to actually save the world? What are we, right, right. Why did we need this? I know, like, you want more, you want small personal stakes rather than big, sure, like, sure. nebulous stakes. I get that. We're two for two now on those personal stakes actually being bullshit for him, and the yep. bigger stakes being more compelling. So... <laughs> Which are apparently, I, I get to do butt stuff, and oh no, I'll never get to do butt stuff again. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. My life will be incomplete. Oh no. <laughs> She's got a body like a back road. <laughs> the Billboard Year and Hot 100 single of 2017 says that that was the number eight single that year by Sam Hunt. <laughs> So now Eggsy and Harry and Merlin are going to head off for Cambodia, which is where Poppy Land is. We are very near the end of my notes at this juncture. I think there's still like a good 40 minutes of movie to happen. Yeah. They're going to infiltrate Poppy Land, but it involves like walking through some landmine fields. It's something. (laughs) I, yeah, it's so. What's going to happen, really? What what we're what we're hedging around to here is that Eggsy steps on a landmine, and Merlin is going to sacrifice himself to save Eggsy. Because you know, once landmines triggered, when his foot comes off the like the plate or whatever, it'll blow up. So Merlin comes over and stands on the landmine so that Eggsy and Harry can carry on, and that's fine. I think you're right. That would have worked better, maybe, if we gave this piece of the story to Roxy. 
Yeah, and she was uh, a more active participant in this movie before now. Right. <laughs> but as a as a personal preference, I just really like Merlin. I'm sad to see him go, <laughs> which I guess is the like that's the idea, right? <laughs> is there's emotional stakes in this character, and so it's sad that he's going. But I guess the like, key's Otacon, though. We don't need to kill him in this. We don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah, it just it turns out I really like Mark Strong. I'm sad to see him go. <laughs> Good old Hamish Mycroft, or whatever his real name is. Hamish Mycroft! <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He does have a wild-ass actual name. His character. Yep. Um, and then his name in real life is Mark Strong, which is... We didn't mention it, but Pedro Pascal's think, actual right? human name is Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god his call sign is whiskey his call sign is whiskey that's so Kojima I love it that's so fucking hot Coldman you you know it is you know it is it's I fucking love it tell me this man is is not a Kojima fan you cannot you cannot you cannot so so, Eggsy and Harry break into Poppy's lair or whatever. Charlie is very briefly here again. Mm-hmm. Charlie will not exit this movie. Will not leave. Uh, but he does. I think. I think. I mean, we haven't seen Kingsman three yet, so who knows? But I think Charlie does finally meet his end here. Eggsy kills him because Harry's off handling uh, Benny and Jet the robot dogs. How are they gonna? Uh, how would they get themselves out of this one? How would he come back? He would just like he would just stand up and hold his neck and be like, "Ow!" <laughs> <laughs> probably the same way that he he did That's with the arm. Honestly, he's probably just gonna be like, "Ow, ow! I have a crick in my neck." <laughs> Elton John gets involved here for a bit. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Elton John's here. They have the, we've failed to mention, I think, at any point in this podcast, that the Golden Circle have an actual liquid gold circle poured onto their body. Oh, that's right. How do we not talk about that crazy thing? We we glossed over uh, that whole bit at the beginning of this movie where that yeah. gets fed to the meat grinder. And I know we did because I that was the right up top out of, out of the gate in this movie. I was like... Where's the blood? Mark, where's the blood? You <laughs> yeah. put a whole person in that. And you there's put a, like a whole little human body meat, into a meat grinder. Just a little bit of blood on the blades and nowhere else. Are you are you serious? It's spitting out shreds of clothing just clean. I, I do not understand why they need to nerf the violence in, in these movies. They say fuck every two seconds. It's going to be rated R. Yep. It's very strange. It's very strange. I can't believe we stepped over the whole... Man, I'm sorry. I, I took me out of the podcast no, there fine. for a minute. Uh, because we stepped over that whole scene. Yeah. The, that's a lot. Like, we ste- it kind of sets up who the Golden Circle is. I mean, that's really it. There's a, We failed to mention that there's a robot lady who... <laughs> oh, ro- yeah. Robot tattoo parlor lady slash nurse <laughs> slash 50s diner waitress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back right here at the end to like shoot rockets at people or some shit it's this movie's wild <laughs> the robot diner nurse slash killbot or whatever fembot i don't know sure it's like we're on that austin powers uh yep like yep but we have definitely on that side of the spectrum at this point 100 i 
at Poppy's Diner. <laughs> at Poppy's Diner. The her whole like base, Poppy Land is all like 1950s Americana shit. Right. Man, I hate that. Man, I yep. hate Man, I hate th- it's anyone who's like nostalgic for that shit. I look at her and be like, so you're just like so you're racist, right? So you're racist? <laughs> so you're trying to tell me that you were racist. Ah, <laughs> oh, the good old days. You know, what with the segregation. What? <laughs> well, with the, you know, back when I didn't have to look at minorities. Yeah. When I could just go to any old restaurant I want and only have to see white people. Back when Eggsy wasn't the only person coming in the back door. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's depressing and yes. on point. It's horrible. Yep, it is sad and accurate. <laughs> uh, I hate it. I hate it. So, yeah, that's, that's. I don't know. I just immediately, now, anytime I see that aesthetic, I'm like, this is just, this is just a bunch of racist people wishing things were still racist. <laughs> <laughs> so, they end up with a, with a briefcase, right? Mm-hmm. That has like the act that lets them control the drones. There are drones in this movie. Mark? I don't know, man. There, yeah, there's, there's a, a briefcase that has antidote drones or whatever, and and Poppy has the password. What do you want from me? Yeah, it's a spy briefcase. They need to get in the spy briefcase to do the spy thing. We, for, I think we forgot to mention that the government has rounded up all the people who are uh, sick and have hidden them from view of people. That's what the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, government yeah. has decided to do is just engage in some sort of like erasure of the problem act like it's not happening <laughs> so nobody can see yeah. it. <laughs> you know they're just not like it's just they're just it's camps dan they're just going camping they're just sending they, them to some nice camps that's they are sending them to some nice camps <laughs> <sighs> i hate everything i i hate so i hate that this just can't be a fun movie for family film movie film for children it's it's just every day is a waking nightmare Mark. <laughs> so so i think what happens is they just like inject poppy with with her drug toxin right just a yeah. bunch of toxin they just inject her with a bunch of toxin she's like all right well here's the password then i guess mm-hmm. and she gives up the password right before she died I I figured there was gonna be like a swerve and it would be like we dose some like sodium pentothal or whatever the fuck right. they use for their their uh, truth serum stand in or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I figured that was gonna be no. She just gives it up yep. right before she dies. Yep, that's it. Fine, and then they're gonna like they're getting ready to send the antidote out through the drones and charlie shows up and, this, and again this is a very metal gear thing like ah charlie again charlie's back with the robot i, I love i love is just and again it's a very metal gear storytelling device like oh this guy's popping back up one more time yeah well no doesn't that most doesn't that fight happen before we get here doesn't that happen before here i don't think so i think they kill poppy and then they have to fight because don't they like push oh no it's whiskey who comes back charlie was yeah. earlier it's whiskey i just wrote the wrong name down in my handwritten notes whiskey pops oh, okay. back up here yeah, yeah yep, definitely that's my whiskey call. pops back up here yeah whiskey yeah that's right because we finished off charlie whiskey's here time for the big villain reveal right turns out harry was, was correct although all along it was me the non-white man <laughs> in the organization yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not clear that Whiskey is exactly a double agent, though. Like, was Whiskey actually 
working for Poppy or was he just like he heard the plan and he's like, no, nah, you know what? All drug users dying sounds OK. It's I'm going to fight for that now. Unclear whether he was like a paid off like inside man or because he says it's he, all we all we hear about is his motivations, but we don't actually find out if he's connected. We just right. Right. He personally doesn't care because he's done that thing where like he's taken a personal anecdote in his life and has applied that very specific situation to a prejudice to a large swath of human yes. beings. Yeah. You know. So I'm glad nobody two, does that. Two people life. who were abusing drugs uh, were responsible for the death of my pregnant wife. Therefore, all people using drugs everywhere forever should die. And his unborn child. You have to remember that. You got it. It's always about yep, the kids. That's true. Got to make sure the kids are in danger. <laughs> and, you know, uh, fine. But again, I don't... I, my takeaway wasn't that he was working for Poppy. It's just that when Poppy announced like, oh, mm-hmm. what we're going to do is kill all the drug all the drug users, Whiskey was like, oh, no, I'm actually on board with that. Um, this sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong about that, but that was my takeaway. We were reaching a point where it feels like, and one more thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and like, we, you know, we have to do the fight with this. I think there's a way to land that plane, and in this case, and at work, I just don't know that they did it. Yeah, yeah, the the motivations here were all a little sloppy or whatever. It doesn't feel like it quite came together. It does give us a, a fun fight between Eggsy, Harry, and yeah. Whiskey at the end. That's like what we, get, we get to see. We get to see Harry just turn into a fucking dolphin in midair and just go right through that hoop. Yep, he sure does. <laughs> that's, real, that's real fucking funny. <laughs> and it's very, like... It's fun to see, you know, uh, it shouldn't work. Some guy tried that earlier and got cut in half. Why did that work for Harry? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Harry's special, I guess. He uses Kingsman power. Yeah. That's solid snake. He can do whatever <laughs> yes, he wants. Yes. He just points, you know, to his, he points to his bandana, says infinite ammo. It's fine. It's solid snake. He's in the final boss fight. Mm-hmm. What do you want? If this is just like a cut scene in a boss fight. It's fine. It would have been way better if the president of the United States came out with two swords and had a fight with you, like in the rubble. Let's. I'm just saying that would have been a better ending. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they end up just shoving him into the meat grinder. Remember the meat grinder we mentioned a minute ago. That's what happens to whiskey. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's the uh, Chekhov's meat grinder <laughs> in the <this> movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what that is. If you show a meat grinder in Act 1, it has to go off in Act 3. <laughs> and then, you know, they use the briefcase to send out some antidote drones or something. I'm still yeah. unclear how this works. I don't understand what happens here. Coffee works but it for Amazon. People. I don't know. It's <laughs> The tech of this franchise is nothing if not. Incredible. Just, it just says, sure, why not? That's, I feel like that's the meeting. That's what happens at the yep. table. Yep. <laughs> And that's it. I mean, there's a bit of wrap up, right? Like the president gets impeached, which from what yeah. I understand means he can just keep doing his job. <laughs> which as far as I'm concerned, that means that he can not pay for any of these repercussions. Yep. Continue doing his job and then uh, lose the next election and then run again <laughs> four years after that. <laughs> and Kanye's there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next movie instead of Elton John. It's Kanye. Oh, God, no. Please keep him away from these movies. <laughs> so, Jeff Bridges, a.k.a. Champagne, uh-huh. says, like, hey, we uh, we bought a distillery in Scotland, and we're going to rebuild the Kingsmen. 
and now we'll be like brother agencies instead of cousin agencies or something. Sure, look, they're from Kentucky. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna push it. <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma. I can make that joke. Well, <laughs> they just bought like because they work out of a distillery. They're like, oh, of course the Kingsmen should work out of a distillery. Here you go. Uh, you're my my brother cousin now. I love it. it. Yeah, for some reason they're like we're gonna even though they the Kingsman shop exists already in England, like it's still there. It didn't get exploded, right? Or at the very least, it's there at the end of the movie. And then they're just like, "We're, we're you can sell our whiskey over there." Like what they're doing is they're just franchising out. They just want to make sure they're cornering a market across the pond, <laughs> yes. and they're yes. acting like they're doing them a favor, which is very American. <laughs> Very, very much. And then Champagne is like, hey, so, you know, there are two you call Galahad now. That seems... Com- but turns out we got a vacancy for uh, an Agent Whiskey. Huh? 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 You want well, one of you can come over here and be Agent... Wouldn't that be great? You could, One of you could be Whiskey. <laughs> are either of you named Jack and or Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> and or Daniels. And this is where Halle Berry steps back up, She's still in this movie, and says like, ah, hello, remember me, Ginger Ale? I would like to do that. And they're like, yes, singular woman left alive yep. at the end of this movie. <laughs> I guess we lost our other POC. We have we have room for one at the table. <laughs> you are our diversity hire. That is. <laughs> yep. <sighs> oh, I hate and that. Then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then Jesus Channing Tatum's going to go like help Eggsy and Harry rebuild Kingsmen or something. I guess Channing Tatum is dressed in the most absurd outfit I've ever seen him in. <laughs> and they wanted that man to be Gambit. So you just take that in. Just Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, it's Ta-da! That's the movie. <laughs> that's the whole movie. <laughs> that's that's it. That's the end of the movie. Oh no, we they do get married. Uh Eggsy oh, and yeah, the Princess right. get married. <laughs> Eggsy and the princess do get married at the end of the movie, I guess. Like, they, <laughs> they infer it. We don't watch the wedding or anything. It's just like... Right, no. Right up to the end. Of, that's it. It's done. That's I like it. to play Despacito. Remix <laughs> by Hoink Fonzie and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. The number two Billboard Year in Hot 100 single of 2017. <laughs> and now that they're married, neither one of them ever has to be insecure in their relationship again, because that is a thing that solves all relationship problems. I cannot wait for their divorce in the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, that was a movie. That was a movie, huh? I do like a lot of this movie, just because I like the style. Like you say, the sort of Metal Gear vibes of this storytelling. Very right. fun. Like you're having a good time during it. It's Yeah. Just when you're sitting down to talk about it, you have to confront all the pieces of it that <laughs> sometimes you sit down on the mic and you feel like, I have to justify why I like this thing. And you can't. So <laughs> you get an episode like this. <laughs> yep. Where we have to examine a lot of the bad things of a movie that I think we mostly kind of like. Yeah. I think we both have a pretty good time with this, despite it yeah. just being not quite sure what it wants to say. It's it's so weird that it's like... It feels like it's trying to say, like, yeah, we should decriminalize everything and treat it all as, like, a health crisis, all these yeah. health crisis yeah. issues as health crises. But it, at the end of the movie, it's always like, yeah, you don't need to be doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm off this stuff forever. Maybe stick to the whiskey. <laughs> it's just like one after another, them being like, yep. drugs are bad. Yep. Though. Alcohol, though, is completely normal, and you should keep drinking it Alcohol is great. Everybody loves it. Until your liver explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just it's just odd it's i think it's and we're you know we're moving into ranking time now 
Yeah, it's Franken time. I think it's fair to say that this movie is a little more uneven than the first one. That's one way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely like goes for some bigger swings, though. You know, there's there's robot femme fatale diner lady. It's it's it moves more into science fiction even than the last one. I think it's got a lot of names in it. (laughs) <laughs> Jeff Bridges and Halle Berry are just like weird. It's, like Mark, is it a good movie? Is it a bad movie? Well, it's got a lot of names. Got a lot of names. So many names, and you know that's how I rank. How I rate movies. How many names does this movie have? Yep, on the nameometer, <laughs> it's got at least a twelve. Halle Berry and Jeff Bridges are in this movie. They don't get to do much, but they're here. There's a uh, there's someone playing a character named Jack Daniel. Yeah, I. It's a Kojima. <laughs> I swear to God. Naming somebody Jack Daniels and then their call sign being whiskey is so Kojima. It's, oh my God. I love it so much. Hey, Kojima, we got a vampire. What are we going to name him? Vamp. Vamp. <laughs> Has anyone thought of using Alucard yet? I, oh, we're at Konami. That's already taken. Never mind. Nuts. All right. Or about this guy. He blows people up with bombs. He's kind of a big guy. What <laughs> about Fat Man? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure, 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 Kojima. Why not? Sure, sounds great. That's fine. <laughs> what are we going to call the cybernetic ninja? I think we should pretty much refer to him exclusively as the cybernetic ninja until we find out he's an old <laughs> character. <laughs> and then we're going to bring it back in the second one where we're just going to be like the cybernetic ninja is back, <laughs> and it's a different person. <sighs> But I don't know what to, I don't I don't know how to unpack this movie. This movie is a very good time with some very real problems. Look, it's one of the lesser Metal Gear games. That's all it is. It's just that, that's fair. Yeah, it's where we're at. But it's still an entry in that franchise, and it's fun, and like yeah. it's going to have a lot of the things you like about Metal Gear. Yeah, it's I'm losing track of this ops. metaphor a bit. It's but. kind of it's portable ops. You can skip over it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's only nebulously canonical <laughs> um but you know it's it again introduces us some fun characters for the franchise moving forward supposedly yeah. <laughs> i guess we got to rank this right yeah we actually have to make a decision here we should this is I'm not really... a decision that we have this is <laughs> we have to say the words so we can finish the podcast i know i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's i mean it's it's clear like the first movie is a piece of shit and this one is superior in every way imaginable <laughs> surprise no <laughs> no kingsman the secret service is a fantastic movie kingsman the golden circle is a very fun weirdly flawed movie they're so far numbers one and two are numbers one and two it's they they put them out in the correct order in declining quality so far <laughs> Is that it? Do we have more to say on this movie? I don't know how we got through that so fast. Have I mentioned that it's very Metal Gear? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we could just spend the next 15 minutes of the runtime just talking about Metal Gear Solid 2, which is (laughs) definitely a better sequel than this movie. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So, I guess, what are we watching next? Next up, we're going to be playing Metal Gear Solid 3, <laughs> Snake Eater. We're going to be watching The King's Man. 
The Third One Sucks is a Retrograde Orbit radio production. If you like the show, the best thing you can do is tell your friends and make sure to rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out. If you want to get in touch or share suggestions about what we could cover in the future, you can contact us on Twitter at The Third One Sucks or email us at thethirdonesucks at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again in the sequel. Well, Mark, our fan review this week comes from... Now I'm going to retake that. I still don't love it. <laughs> it's okay. I, I just closed the show notes somehow, and I don't know how to get them back. <laughs> We're so good at this. <laughs> I can't do literally the second thing I'm supposed to say for the show, and you are actively closing things. <laughs> I'm just done. We made it two, two minutes and 22 seconds. Yeah, two minutes into this podcast, and we're done. We should quit. We're frauds. <laughs>